Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate and Life Show. Today we have Tyler Wallace from GH2 here in Tulsa, Oklahoma with us. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That's, I'm glad to be here. That's a formal introduction. Yeah, I that like that. Way too formal introduction. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, so we're here at GH2 because they have a wide reach um, inside of the architecture world, um, interior design world, and then they also do some landscape architecture as well. Absolutely. So, um, Tyler, tell us a little bit about what you do and yeah. um, kind of how you came to be involved with GH2. Yeah, so a little bit about GH2. Uh, you know, we've been in continuous operation for 45 years, awesome. and headquartered in Tulsa with an office in Oklahoma City and just recently in Phoenix, Arizona. So we're even just uh, uh, geographically, we're really spreading out. Um, do everything, uh, mostly commercial, and everything from office renovation, historic preservation, equine, uh, uh, hospitality, you know, hotels, um, so, uh, and then education is a big sector that we get involved with too. So, um, but a little bit, yes, how I got involved in architecture. Right. Um, I grew up in construction, mm. and so my my folks had a commercial construction company, and uh, I really liked it, but I wasn't um, good at throwing a hammer. I wasn't a skilled laborer, so my dad said, you know, I, I wanted to get involved in the industry somehow, and so my dad was like, hey, why don't you try architecture? You know, you, don't, you can be uncoordinated and be an architect. <laughs> so I got into it and loved it, and been here, been at GH2 ever since, so awesome it's been fun. Yeah. And so obviously you have a degree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a degree in architecture and licensed architect cool. in the state of Oklahoma. Where'd so, you go to school? Uh, Oklahoma State. Pistols. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, how do you go about getting your license to be an architect? Okay, so you have to have a degree from an accredited school, so Oklahoma State, OU, um, and the, those programs are five-year programs, or you can go do a four-year program and then do a two-year grad deal. Once you get that, that's one check, and then you have to be basically an apprenticeship. It's an internship for three years, where you're an intern architect working underneath an architect. And so we have several architects here, so it was real easy for me here to be able to do that. And, and then after that, at the time, you had to take seven exams. Now it's five. Still a little bitter about that. But, <laughs> but uh, so you had to take seven exams, um, just sit down, half-day exams. Then once you're done with that, then you got to pay the dues. government. Yeah, you got to pay your dues. And, pay your dues, get that license. Yeah, get that license. So, yeah. So I feel like uh, at least until I was more involved in the real estate world. When I thought of an architect, I thought that was somebody that basically sat at a desk and, and draws all day. Um, apparently that's not the case, right? Yeah, not, not always. You know, we, uh, we like to get out and the client's not, we like to be with the client a lot. And um, it's a client service, it's client driven. Um, architecture is and GH2, uh, it's their project. So if we need to be out boots on the ground, um, on the job site, looking at things with a contractor, you know, if something's not clear. I mean, because what we put together, the, we do spend a lot of time in the office because what we put together is really a set of instructions. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you order something from IKEA and they, uh, um, you get the little Swedish, you know, deal <laughs> going on. That's kind of that's kind of what we do, but a little more complicated because everything's a little, it's unique. Mm -hmm. That's a bulk of our time, and that's where we're real experts at getting that to. And and then, but then after that. So during all that, sorry, all you're meeting with the client and making sure that you're communicating this complicated 
um, set of plans and specifications to them to where that they understand what they're going to get with. And we do a lot of, you know, as you guys saw, some uh, physical models and 3D rendering, realistic. We do a lot of fly-throughs. Yeah. Um, that, like you were saying, to really get a sense of the space before you build it. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but then we do that. And then when we jump into construction, we're there as an asset during that phase, too, to kind of help with costs. Because um, as you guys know, with working with home builders, you, you start building the, a renovation or you start building anything, you start digging into it, and you, oh, oh, we, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't think this was going to happen, or oh, XYZ material is yeah. not available anymore, yeah. um, so uh, or maybe this didn't quite work out the way we originally drew it, but let's get or put our heads together and come up with a better solution. So, so you're talking about like the fly-throughs and when you're, you're building your models. Yeah. So technology nowadays, obviously. Is must make that preliminary phase before anything's been done, any dirt's even been moved. Yeah. A lot easier right, for a client to envisage what you're doing. Yeah, we do a bunch of visual uh, VR right now. Oh, so cool. it's a it's a ton of fun, like, you know, being able to sit a client down and say, this is going to be your conference room or this is going to be your kitchen. Um, and then literally they can look around and, and be in that space and then they can, you know, uh, down to, well, I don't really like the... Uh, the silverware drawer being there, I, I think it would be better if you know you could you can really get into some of the more details that you don't see on paper or sure. before you like you like, before you really get into it. Yeah, so as as much as you can, that helps us a ton because as much as you can work out and communicate, because not everybody can read plans. Yeah, and, you know, and so you really it, it helps to be able to give them a visualization of what it looks like. So, what are some of the consistent challenges that you, you think will remain with architecture and, and design, no matter what kind of introduction of technology comes along? That's a good question. I think that's uh, like a politician. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> Let me answer another one. Yes. <laughs> I think it, I think it's the communication. I think. Uh, you know, you just like you guys. Once you become kind of experts, because there's a there's a bunch of expert um, architects around, and but if you can't communicate that properly to a client, mm. um, then you kind of lose something, and um, and it and it goes both ways. Or if you can't listen properly, um, I think that's something that you know we as architects, you know, we're designers. We, we kind of we want to get into the the detail and things, but sometimes you kind of have to pull back and, sure. and, and guide them through it. So, Got to hit someone else's expectations, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you talked a little bit about uh, new projects and existing, you know, structures. You can come in and, and work and, and yeah. change those and, and renovate them. What, what are some challenges, one direction versus the other, you know, new versus old? I mean, new is always, like... It's the easiest. Yeah. You, know, you come in, they say, give you a list of things that they want, or we create a list of the things that they need, mm-hmm. um, and you build up. and And if they didn't have a budget, you know, then you can just do whatever you want. But that's not always the case. And <laughs> right. so, but but still, you have news always a little bit easier. Um, existing is more challenging, but it's fun because it and it helps write a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, whereas new, so th- there's, they're equally complicated um, in that sense because you're creating the story on a new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their story, 100%. Whereas if they move into someplace existing, you, you try to take little character features of the, of, of the neighborhood or the, the house itself. And so 
Um, it's a lot of fun. Maintain some of the original features and what have you. Exactly, yeah. So when you're going through this process with clients, what's the piece of, what sort of advice do you give them? Do you just first sit down and let them tell you everything and then when they leave, be like, oh, not going to be able to do that bit? <laughs> or do you like, tell them up front, we can't do that, you need to think about it this way. How do no, you do that? Yeah, when we first sit down with clients, I mean, just listen and just, what do they want? What do they need? What are their, you know, just try to soak up as much as you possibly can. And I, yeah, I, I never say, nope, you can't do that. You know, it's like, how can we figure out how to do that? Like, yeah. those are, I mean, that's a challenge I accept. Let's go. I want a levitating kitchen. <laughs> well, let me think about that. Yeah, let me think about that. Do you feel like people uh, know what they want most of the time today? Or is that something that, that they're discovering kind of through the process with you guys? It depends on who, who you're talking to. And sure. as you guys know, too, I mean, you've had people that have sold or bought before and so they kind of know what they want or they've been there done that but then you also have people that they they're just completely like you take care of me kind of a deal so what do you do in that situation because i mean that's got to be really hard right if you're going to let you talk about designing a personal residence for someone mm -hmm. in like a affluent area and then they just say because you know designing a house was expensive and they yeah. come in and say that no you just design something how on earth do you do you just go straight off your preference what you think or you do what you think I do what I would think would be best for them. I mean, you, you, everybody has something that makes them who they are. You know, they have everybody has a hobby or something that they, or, you know, an accountant or somebody has something that can influence the design in a way to make it theirs. Sure. And everybody has a taste, you know, as much as I say, no, nah, I don't really have it. Yeah, yeah, they, everybody. Once yeah. you start showing, like you said, you, you have that discovery and then it becomes self-discovery and you're like, Wow, I don't really like contemporary stuff. Sure, you know I want more of a traditional French, yeah. you know, revitalization or something like that. So it sounds like you know the the goal is to almost bring out that um, unique aspect of the culture of either the company or the person yep. inside of the design and the architecture and putting this whole you know package together. Exactly, trying That's to find awesome. out what resonates with them as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So with regards to the, the business aspect when you're designing commercial spaces, mm -hmm. is there like a, a common theme that seems to be running throughout what you're designing now? Yeah, like what's trendy right now? Uh, I, I, I thought about this. And I, I, the first thing I went to was like rooftop uh, patios. Yeah. I mean, every project I've worked on recently has a... I mean, they're awesome. Everybody sure. loves them. I. I and it's fun to design. Um, we've done private residence with, you know, rooftop uh, with a rooftop patio, and the Indigo Hotel that we were talking about earlier. It's going to have one of the most incredible uh, views of downtown Tulsa. Tell, tell, well, tell us a little bit about the Indigo Hotel while you're touching on that. What is that building for those that aren't aware of what it is? So Indigo Hotel is going to. Um, Sorry, I'm pointing because we're downtown. It's there. <laughs> it's there. It literally is. It's, there. it's over there. It's in the Blue Dome District, um, kind of uh, across the street from where Joe Mama's used to be. Uh, where man, it's like where our things used to be, where Elwood's used to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, awesome hotel. Indigo is a brand, and when they go into a city, they they uh, it, they that's one thing they gravitate to is what's unique to that city. And so then the the building becomes it's kind of unique so it's not like a cookie cutter um, mm -hmm. deal all around the country they're not building the same thing over and over again right exactly and so um so this one's very unique to tulsa and it's kind of got some art deco form and oh, nice. um, the inside there's lots of uh, like um, 
nods to oil and gas. Yeah, cool. So there's lots of like you know piping, exposed piping, mm-hmm. and exposed structure. And then you know you have Bricktown, right? Or not Bricktown? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other child. the uh, Brady District right there with all the warehouse stuff, and so you kind of have some of that stuff too. So um, it's fun. And then the like I said, the bar is going to have so there's going to be a restaurant on the first floor, and then it's going to have uh, nice nice rooms to rent all through. And then uh, the rooftop bar, they have an event space where you can have like a company party or something like cool. that. And a, and a rooftop patio. So you think it will flip? People will go from doing rooftops to like subterranean stuff, like going basements <laughs> and that in the, the future? Yeah, that's what we were talking about the other day because a lot of us are, uh, you know, we're a younger firm too. We, you know, a lot of us are in the early 30s, so we're all having kids. So we're, there's a comedian that was like, yeah, I hate when the kid from work like came in. They're like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? I'm like, I ate Cheerios and watched Cars for the 178th <laughs> time today. And and they're like, oh yeah, well I went to this new bar. It's a basement, but it's on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is what they will yeah. do next. Who and knows? you're like, God, you're so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. Well, um, we want to thank you first off for yeah. being on the show with us. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Sounds like we've got some potential future episodes. Yeah, Sounds like I'd we love need to, to go check out the, uh, the Indigo and maybe some other fun GH2 yeah, projects. We've got some yeah. great people in the office, too, that you guys need to meet. Absolutely. So, awesome. Cool. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for your time. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, like, subscribe, comment. We love hearing your feedback. Um, if you do comment, like, and subscribe, don't be surprised if we reach out to you. We want to hear from you guys. <laughs> we want to talk to you. So uh, we'd love to have you on the show. Reach out to us. Oh,